Blog Talk Radio. Volkanovski is looking to join them. It's uh, Amanda mm-hmm. Nunez 
Conor McGregor, uh, Daniel Cormier, and uh, Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo. There have been multiple, multiple attempts at doing this. It is one of the hardest things, if not the hardest thing to do in the entire sports of MMA is to get a multi-weight belt, especially in the best of the best in the UFC. And, you, you know, this means a lot. This uh, Islam, Islam Makachev versus Volkanovski fight means a whole, whole lot. But that mm-hmm. is not all that we have tonight. We have the interim featherweight championship belt. Uh, Yair Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. Yair Rodriguez is uh, extremely flashy. People will refer, often refer to him as, you know, a ninja. And he has those ninja fight styles. He, he puts it all out there for, uh, for his country. He loves Mexico. He talks about it all the time. He reps Mexico like, like, like no other person in the entire UFC. And, you know, I, I love the energy he brings and, and the style and the, and the swag that he brings to his fights, too. Now, Josh Emmett. Moving up in the featherweight uh, in the featherweight rankings just now recently, coming from uh, I believe the weight under, I, I believe he came from uh, bantamweight. I, I, I think I, I, I'm not I'm not completely sure on that, but I'm pretty sure he came from bantamweight, and he he's looking to be a new contender in this new con- this new division, and he, he he's already done it. He's already gotten a championship fight. And I think less than a year in the division, uh, a, a massive feat for him. You know, I didn't really think that he, I, w- I would see him in a championship fight, but you know, I, I was looking, watching some of his older uh, highlights the other day, and I was, I, I realized kind of how wrong I was. You know, you see the the potential of a guy like Josh Emmett, but you know, for for the fight tonight, I I, I do believe that Yair Rodriguez has the edge on him. Uh, just because of the way he fights and the style and the speed and the pace he has, I don't think that Josh Emmett's going to be able to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Logan, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I don't know that much about Josh Emmett, but I know a little bit about Yaya Rodriguez, and I agree with what you said. I think he's a much better fighter, but like I don't know much about the other guy. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he could come out and win, but I'm going to go with the guy I'm more familiar with, so I'm going to go with Yaya Rodriguez. Hmm. All right. Well, let me, Logan, you, you were talking about last Kevin. week with Derek Lewis. Lewis. What did what, you say? Go ahead. That's right. Go ahead. Go with Derek Lewis. Okay. Um, you you were watching those fights, uh, the Derek Lewis fights the, the other weekend, weren't you? Right. Uh no, I missed that event. Okay. So you know, it, in the last couple of years, um, it, it's been very hard to be a uh, Derek Lewis fan. For all the Derek Lewis fans out there, me included, how could you not love the guy? Such a likable personality, such a likable fight style, most knockouts in UFC history. But, you know, how far, it's crazy how, how you see how far, you know, he, he's come. Since, you know, being an interim, interim uh, champion, heavyweight championship fight against Cyril Ghosn, to now on, I'm pretty sure a four-fight, or maybe a three-fight uh, losing streak. You know, he, he's 38. He's gotten finished in the first round. Almost, I think his last three fights, he, he was finished in the, in the first round. He's 38. He's aging bad. You know, I, I, this is not a place I want for him to be in, in his career. This is not a place I, I would ever think that he would be in his career. And if you're fighting for long enough, there's always something that fighters say. When you're, if you fight long enough, you will never be undefeated. If you fight long enough, there's always going to be some guy that's going to beat you. And you, every fighter and every person, no matter what sport you're in, you have your downfall if you if you stretch your limits. You know, if you fight until you're 45 and you're losing, you know, fight after fight after fight. You know, look, look at Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell's one of the Greatest UFC fighters of all time. He lost six straight his last his last six fights in UFC. Talk about an absolute downward spiral. It happens to the best, the best of the best. Only person it never happened to was Khabib, and we know why. He didn't fight long enough, with good reason. Yeah, his reasons. But it, it, this is not a good one to see Derek Lewis in this predicament. But uh. 
great week for uh, Spivak, for Sergi Spivak. Uh, nice. He's making noise in the division. These past couple weeks, he's been making noise in the division, not only with his massive build and his great uh, wrestling and his just overall amazing ground game. You saw that he uh, submitted Derek Lewis in the first round pretty easily, too. He not only you think that Derek Lewis landed a strike on him, which is pretty pretty sad to pretty sad to hear. I, I don't think he landed a single strike the entire fight. Uh, but Sergi Spivak definitely a name to you know beware, you know beware of in the in, in the heavyweight division these next couple of upcoming years. There's a lot of there's a lot of those young prospects in, in the uh, heavyweight division right now. You see it with uh, Nikita Krylov, uh, Vic. Uh, uh, I don't know if Ozdemir is Russian, but it sounds like it, so I'm going to go with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sergey Spivak, you know, all, all these, all these, and, and yeah. that dude that fought, um, the dude that fought Taiku Avasa the, the other, uh, the last couple weeks, a couple weeks ago, he, he knocked him out, like, as soon as the bell rang. He just went at him and just kept punching. He's like the, uh, the white Francis Ngannou. Hey, we have a uh, we have a caller on the line. Go ahead, caller. Hello. So, number one, I want to say that what you're saying, I know it's not UFC, but you sound like what you're saying is what Pacquiao went through in the boxing world. Number two, I hope that Logan wasn't able to miss the um, the fight that Caden was referring to because he was babysitting a friend last weekend. But number three, the most important thing, thank you guys for the happy birthday wishes. I have four wonderful sons, and I have a bonus son in Logan, and I cannot thank them enough for all the support they give me all the time. So thank you both, and Trevor, Ty, Brady, um, and you, Butch, and Mom, for, you know, doing all you do to support me through everything I put you guys through. That's all. Pleasure. Okay, thank you. And we're also joined by... But uh, your uh, our other adopted son has come on the air. Uh, Mr. Zito has, has joined us. Uh, Zito, before we get started, would you give every, give our fans uh, their stand up prayer for uh, that special lady up there in Wilmington? Uh, can you give us an update on her health? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, first of all, can you hear me? Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Loud and clear, brother. Okay, uh, I apologize. My voice is uh, a bit hoarse, and I'm I'm riding in the car. Uh, first of all, mom is doing excellent. She was outside yesterday. She uh, she's really really uh, she's she's gonna uh, be coming back to home very very soon. Uh, pardon pardon you guys. I, I can't talk with this. Uh, yeah. Uh, Give me a second or two. I'll talk to you guys a little better. Okay. Okay. Just know we love her. That's right. Um, okay, Logan. What? Uh, yeah, we up? were talking earlier about the Makachevic fight, yeah, and you had some pretty uh, strong thoughts on what your thoughts, how that was going to go. So uh, why don't you go ahead and, and go on with that one? Um, yeah, uh, I'm a big Volkanovski fan. I mean, I've I've watched every fight of his since the Ortega fight, and I've never seen a fighter in the UFC quite like him. I mean, he has a really strong motor. I mean, he lasts you know all five rounds, high energy. Um, but it's, I think it's going to be tough going up in weight. I mean, it's, Islam is a big dude, and Volk. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's number one pound for pound. So I mean, I want him to win, but I don't know. I think Volk. I mean, I think Islam might take it this time. But it's not a detriment mm-hmm. of Volkanovski. I, I think he's a great fighter. He still is. I mean, he'll be number two in pound for bound if he loses. But I just think he might mm-hmm. fight enough more than he can do this time. But I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I think he can still win. Uh, and, yeah. and, and and the cool thing about about this fight is, you know, Makachev, Makachev makes lightweights look tiny, and Volkanovski makes featherweights look big. In all those stand-downs, right. you can see everyone's always looking down on Volkanovski, and everyone's always looking mm-hmm. up on Islam Makachev. And if mm-hmm. I were to say stylistically, and, and, or physically, physically gifted, Islam's yeah. a lot more physically gifted than, than Volkanovski. But technically, and I think fight-wise, 
you know, both Scott he's number one pound for pound for a reason. Hmm. Well, suppose it, suppose it, who do you think is the best grappler there? That that could be the um, the end of one of them, right? Oh, the best grappler. Yeah. Best grappler in the pound for pound, or the best grappler in the, the featherweight. No, in this fight. In this fight. In this fight. Oh, in this fight. Oh, oh, Islam is definitely yeah. the better grappler. Um, right. Definitely not better defense. Uh, we, we saw we saw Volkanovski in that fight against T City. And, you know, we know how good uh, a ground game T-City has. He's a multi-black belt, and he submits people all the time. He has one of the highest uh, submission rates in featherweight history. And, you, you, you know, he goes to that fight, gets, gets Volkanovski in two really, really, really bad situations, especially a grounded guillotine, which you definitely do not want to be in. And Volkanovski got out of every single one of them. They were extremely mm-hmm. tight submissions, and he got out of every single one of them. So, if 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 he if if Islam really thinks that Volkanovski is going to tap, you know, Islam's going to have to kill him to to, to take him down. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to kill him because Volkanovski is not he's not quitting. Right, right. All right, let's uh, let's try one more. Uh, 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 Shemaya. Uh, what do you think of his fight? You said who? Chimaev. Uh, Chimaev. Oh, oh, yeah. Chimaev. Um, uh, about his fight with who? Kevin Holland or uh, an upcoming fight against, say, uh, Toby Covington or something like that? Uh, wait a second. Yeah, he's got a fight coming up with Whitaker uh, in two oh, weeks. Oh, yeah. Mm, uh, I I don't know if that's uh I don't know if that's locked in. I didn't see anything on that. Uh, I don't think that's confirmed because tonight uh, Paulo Costa was actually supposed to fight Robert Whitaker, but something happened. I I, I should I should have probably read up on it, but uh, something happened mm-hmm. where that fight was uh, canceled for tonight and postponed to a later date. So I I, I couldn't imagine Hamzat fighting Robert Whitaker in two weeks. Mm-hmm. But in terms right. of the best grappling in the UFC, now that you brought up Hamzat, I mean, that is an extremely strong contender for best grappler in the UFC. I mean, you talk you talk about guys like Islam. Uh, Hamzat's Islam, but if if Islam benched two times more. Okay. Um, Z, are you, are you able able to talk at this point? Okay, we'll go back to uh, – what do you think about uh, – here's one I wanted to ask everybody about. And guys, um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. What, what do you think about uh, the fight tonight, Foster and, and uh, Vega? Vega. All right. Can you guys hear me? Yes. I, I, I'm very sorry. I'm having technical and voice difficulties, so I'm going to okay. come across a little crazy. Um, That's okay. I'm sorry, but uh, I'm sorry. Now, uh, who, who's fighting again? It's uh, Vegas, Vegas and Foster's fighting tonight. Right, here's yeah, different one. Let me give you a different one. Let me give, yeah, because that's, they're kind of a, that's kind of a second-rate fight, but how about the yeah. WBA, WBA ordering uh, Triple G to fight uh, um, um, uh, what's the name? Uh, oh God, I can't even read my own writing here. Um, uh, the uh, Ukrainian. Um, Like right now, I wouldn't imagine uh, anybody really. Uh, first of all, can you guys hear me? I'm really having technical difficulties here. Mm-hmm. All right, how about uh, right. Triple B versus Nothing. or is Landy Laura? How about that one? Okay. Now uh, they're trying to set uh, Gennady Golovkin up against Erzlandy Laura. Right. I, I know they've been trying to do that for a while. Arizona Lura has been calling out for that for a while. Even uh, while Triple G was 
considered the monster, Arizona the Lord out of lighter weight was calling him out. Uh, my mm-hmm. thing is that at an older age, it uh, I like to fight a little better than I would have at, at the time that Arizona first started talking about it. And this is why. I've seen both fighters mature. And to be honest, Arizona Lord right now seems you know what? He always had weaknesses, as every fighter does, but he's he's a little ageless right now. To where Triple G, his cracks and weaknesses means a little more to like it means a little bit more difference. And that, as far as my opinion is concerned, I'm not saying Lord is going to beat Triple G, but he has a lot better shot. The older they get. He has a lot better shot just because of the way they have matured, and I've seen them fight different competitions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, another question I wanted to ask you was was uh, maybe you can, sure. put, can uh, hang in with this one too, uh, Logan. Uh, Tank Davis and uh, Ray Garcia, uh, supposedly booked for. Uh, April April first over in uh, in London. Um, uh, I guess okay, Logan, you want you want to start with that one, then we'll go to to talk to Z. Yeah, uh, I got Tank Davis personally. Um, Ryan Garcia is he's young. He's, he has very good knockout power. He's very fast hands. But Tank's the OG. I'm gonna go with him. I'm more comfortable with him. I see more fights of his. So that, that's mm-hmm. my pick on it. So, I mean, we'll see. I won't be surprised if Ryan Garcia wins. He is a little bit bigger, but I'm with Tank for this one. Okay. See? First of all, are they signed? I need to know before I even start judging stuff, are they signed or are they close to signed? Like, how's that going? It's, yeah, it's signed. They finally signed no, they- it. Officially, they were playing around with it, playing around with it. Now they finally signed it yesterday. So Ryan Ryan Garcia is fighting Tank Davis. Davis. That's going to happen, yeah. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the first thing I'm going to say is this. Initially, I, I'm going to talk some things right now, just for the sake of the show. But I'm going to have to study a bit more, and I'm going to have to be real about everything. I'm going to have to uh, watch both of their fights a little bit more. Off the rip and off of what I'm going to say right now was this much. And I, I'm going to have to go with what I always said. And I, the illustrious, the knowledgeable Bernard Hopkins, he, you know, he, he predicted that Ryan Garcia would go ahead and do the thing to Tank Davis. And before he laid his opinion down, I laid my opinion down, and I'm not going to go against that. Um, Ryan Garcia, at this point, he's not ready. He's not ready. He will be. Maybe next year he will be ready. But at this very, very moment, Ryan Garcia is not ready for a guy of Tank Davis' experience of fighting championship caliber guys uh, maybe five, almost six years ago. Like Tank Davis has stepped like he's been fighting guys to where Ryan Garcia hasn't seen the caliber of guys that he's fought in. Uh, that being something, the caliber of the good competition means something coming to a championship fight. I'm sorry, I'm a Chiefs fan, so I'm gonna say that about the Eagles too. Anyway, <laughs> I, oh, I'm gonna get hate. I'm gonna get hate. But I'm wearing I'm wearing my number ten Pacheco jersey right now in the city of Wilmington, and, I, and you, <laughs> you know I, that means I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a fight. I'm waiting for them to do something to me. <laughs> but not 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 to be totally honest. That's the way I think about Tech Davis and and and, and Ryan Garcia. I think that Ryan, as good as he is at this very moment, he's not ready for that big moment to see Tank. I just think, mm-hmm. he, like, as good as skills are, Tank's timing, and Ryan, he, 
like I've seen his chin wobble. I have never seen, and I've seen Ryan's chin hit less and wobble more. I've seen Tank's chin hit more and wobble less. Tank is a guy mm-hmm. of little stature. He has to deal mm-hmm. with a guy of Ryan's, of Ryan's, he always has to deal with that. Ryan doesn't have to deal with a guy like Tank, but so much, especially when it comes to one shot. Not one shot just killing you, one shot getting a party going on to stop whatever you're doing, doing it. Because people think that one shot always is going to knock you out or buzz you enough to finish you. No. One shot changes a game plan, as Mike Tyson said. Everybody has a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. That Mm -hmm. is true because more than knocking you out, it changes what you're going to do. And Tank Davis hits Ryan Garcia. He's going to change what he's going to do. Everybody's depending mm-hmm. on the eye shot, the talent shot. Oh, he looks good, and he's so lo- and and so physically talented. I've seen that so many times in boxing, to where it fails more against a guy who's seasoned, not out of his prime, and he's seen better competition. No. Mm-hmm. Ryan Garcia at this point cannot beat Tank Davis in my estimation. That's all I have to mm-hmm. say. Outside okay. of the Chiefs. All right. Well, let's, let's let me ask you another one. Then we'll start with you, and then we'll go to Logan. Um, Joshua and Franklin have been signed for April first. Yeah. Anthony Joshua. Well, Franklin, I, I, I have to look a little bit more on Franklin. But right now, it sounds like a very good shot that Joshua needs to take. It's, and, 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 and as far as um, Eddie Hearn's concerned, it's a Joshua. It's a shot that he, after those two things against Usyk, Joshua does not need a hard hard take. The only mm-hmm. problem is, I mean, you could put him up safe, but who's going to be the hard take? I mean, like like Frank could be a hard take at this point. Mm-hmm. You don't like like Joshua to me is a big question mark. He 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 can be good, but once it once you're it's not being beatable because everybody's beatable. It's how you're beatable. Joshua's beatable easily to a point, and, and, and I've seen it. He's easily beatable. All his physical talent and all of that. First of all, he's like I'm not going to talk about his armor. That's questionable. He's robotic. Mm-hmm. Joshua mm-hmm. in, the, in the game of boxing, he is very robotic. Everybody could talk about his physical skills. Yeah, he's picking up technical things and everything. He's not picking up mm-hmm. fluidity and comfortability in the ring. When you're in a football game, offensive linemen are tense, but they are comfortable with what they do. Mm-hmm. That is very important when you're in trenches to be comfortable in what you do. The most successful people are comfortable at their craft. Anthony Joshua mm-hmm. is not comfortable at his craft. Deontay Wilder, mm-hmm. under the most conditions, I've seen him under the worst conditions, he's been comfortable with this crap of, I know I can catch this guy. If I catch him with this, it'll work. And every time, he's put every one of his competition down. Anthony mm-hmm. Joshua, that's his only fault with me. He, he, his fluidity and his comfortability with boxing, he, he mm-hmm. doesn't have it. That's all. Okay. What do you think, uh, Logan? Uh, what, what, what fight was that? I'm sorry, it's uh, Joshua and Franklin. Uh, I don't really know much about those guys. Okay. All right, well, we'll get back to uh, how about um, on uh, uh, by spring and uh, does that have, does he have a winnable fight if he fights McGregor? Who is McGregor fighting oh, again? Yeah. Oh, Chandler. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ice cream. I got Chandler. I don't. 
I don't think McGregor has a chance. Um, I just, but I'm also a Michael Chandler fan, but McGregor just hasn't won a fight in what seven, eight years now. And no, no, he's just won one fight. One fight in the last seven, eight years. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Chandler on that. I think Connor's washed up, but who knows? It could mm-hmm. be a career resurgence for him. But it's, mm-hmm. it's gonna be hyped up. It's gonna be a lot of money. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Michael Chandler on that. He's, I mean, that I. The last fight I saw of him, like that really is implanted in my head, is a Ferguson knockout, and that's one of the best knockouts I've ever seen, that along with Leon Edwards. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to lean with Michael Chandler, but, I mean, we'll see what McGregor does. I, I want him to – I want to see him at least rejuvenated. I don't want to see him come out and be sluggish. I don't want – I want to see Conor McGregor. So I at least want to see a good fight, but I don't think he has a chance. I'm going to go with the younger guy, Michael Chandler. Yeah, what do you think, uh, uh, Zeke? Um, I'm actually, you know what? I think, you know what? When I think about Michael Chandler and Conor McGregor, I, you always think one thing. You think that Conor McGregor, he's this guy that's going to dominate. He, and you think that Michael Chandler's shorter. As far as dimensions, Michael Chandler's a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. They're both explosive, and mm-hmm. once you get to this, they're both explosive in, in the game of MMA at this very point in time. Michael Chandler is much more proven. He's not only much okay. more proven; it's not like they're both war torn or just you know what I mean. Like Michael Chandler's been through wars, but Conor McGregor, he's had his head rocked too. He's been mm-hmm. his head is a little more in the clouds. When it mm-hmm. comes to fighting Michael Chandler at this point, I, I'm going to say this much: every time Conor McGregor's lost, it hasn't been because he hasn't been ready. I've seen him mm-hmm. always ready, but against this guy at this point in time, Conor McGregor's older. Mm-hmm. He's more. How I'm going to say? Removed, he's more removed from the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I would pick Michael Chandler. The only thing is this much. I could see Michael Chandler getting knocked out. Mm-hmm. I could see Michael Chandler coming to it just off of aggression. And Michael Chandler is not a, a guy who he's going to throw it out there and he won't protect himself while he does mm-hmm. it. That's going to either it's going to happen or it's not. And if mm-hmm. Connor's sharp enough, Michael Chandler's going to get he's going to it's going to happen sharp to him. Like Michael Chandler mm-hmm. is going to be face down on the canvas, it's going to happen sharp. If not, he's going to wear Connor down to a bit to where he's going to catch him. As far as predicting mm-hmm. how it's going to go, I don't know because that's all on Connor. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Pop. Sorry. I was uh, and, and Z. I, I love that you brought up uh, Michael Chandler getting knocked out. Uh, two points that I, I love that you brought up in that Javante Davis fight. You talked about you always have a plan until you get smacked in the mouth. <laughs> Michael Chandler has never been punched by by Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is the hardest hitting lightweight ever in the yeah. UFC history. Yeah. Now, if for him, for people to go in there and and, and you remember last time uh, in that Tony Ferguson fight uh, with Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson, Tony Ferguson got dropped in that first round at the end at the end of that first round. You remember that? Um, mm-hmm. Tony Ferguson was 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 whoop was kind of whooping him a little winning. bit. Was winning. Was winning. Yeah. And and um. And, and you you see you saw why in that fight. He was overextending himself. If he overextends himself, and we see what what Conor McGregor has done to fighters who overextend themselves, look at Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo got, got knocked out in seven seconds because he made one wrong step. Now uh-huh. we are talking about a younger, more agile, more mentally aware Conor McGregor. And you know, I, 
and now, you know, you know, with Michael Chandler being not only the most exciting UFC fighter on the UFC roster, he's also one of the more flashy. And, and he, he also, he too has, has some cannonball hands and, and some crazy leg kicks and uh, some, some crazy head kicks that, that he can provide, you know, just like that Tony Ferguson fight. You know, he did, get, he, he did uh, overextend himself in that fight, but he got the knockout. He did. He ended up winning that fight. So, you know, over uh, you know, getting knocked out, or or Connor being slow, or you know, nobody really being their sharpest in this fight. Because Michael Chandler, although fighting hard opponents and also being deemed a top top contender, hasn't won a fight in a little bit. Hasn't won a fight since that Tony Ferguson fight. Um. And Conor McGregor has won one fight in the last seven years. So we'll see what these two guys can do. Uh, I, I think this will be, uh, you know, honestly, I don't think this is going to be an extremely, you know, to, to Michael Chandler's standards, I don't think this is going to be an extremely exciting fight. Uh, I, I think this will be a little bit on the slower, on the, a slower side, you know, it, it, considering it's a Michael Chandler fight, I think it will be a little bit on the slower side for that. Because two aging fighters, you know, two guys who don't want to make mistakes, they both have the ultimate reason to win. They both need a win extremely bad. They're going to be extremely cautious. And, you know, they're going in there for the win. You know, this is a big comeback fight for Conor. And this is a big statement fight for, uh, for Michael Chandler. Right? This fight could play out in, 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 a, in a bunch of different ways. But if, if I were in my safe bet, I would say Michael Chandler still has it. I, I, I think he can, he can beat Conor McGregor. But if he gets hit too much, I mean, you're getting hit. Those are heavy hits. Conor McGregor hits hard. You know, you, you say what you want about the guy. He can still fight. He can still hit. He still has the power. He's a big boy. He was walking around at 190 at one point. Like, that dude was huge. He, looked, he was built like a yep. Mack truck. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, as long as you're on there, Caden, um, uh, we were just asking about. I was just asking about your buddy uh, Chemayev. Uh, do you think he can take Robert Whitaker? Oh, we, we already Chimaev? talked about that fight. We already talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we just said we? we did, but you you were on. So I was asking you. Oh no, I was on. I was on. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. How about? Uh, um, Let's see. Uh, oh, see, Dimitri Bybal is back in the uh, back in the gym. Uh, he's getting ready for a fight, but they don't. Who would you think would be uh, his best bet on that? Would it be Canelo, or would it be Bedevitz? Bedevitz. Um, one thing mm-hmm. is this: I like Canelo, but like for the money, for the money, Canelo. Mm-hmm. I'm a boxing purist, so. As a boxing purist, I need to see uh, better beer. We we mm-hmm. already seen Canelo, and that that, I mean, as a fighter, you're gonna go for that, and as a promoter, you're gonna go for that. Um, mm-hmm. as a boxing purist, and what I've seen better like Bivol do, and better be as the most point, they are competition seekers. I like mm-hmm. that, so. My problem is promotion. When it comes to that, they're not going to. They, they might not even see each other anytime soon off of promotion. The sad thing about this is this much: they're not young fighters, especially Better Beer. Um, the good thing about Better Beer is that he's fresh. He's an old, fresh guy. He's been out due to promotion and injuries, which he's he's healed apparently, gracefully off of his injuries. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's, well, I think he's like around almost 38, 37, maybe, 36, mm-hmm. something like that, where Bivol is 31, 32. And so we're dealing with guys who are in, coming to the, the near the end of their careers. What I mm-hmm. like is this much. These guys are not, they're still the prime still. Even better Biv. He showed me this much. When Joe Smith ran up on him, and Joe Smith 
I thought that was his best shot. He just did it not smartly. In boxing terms, mm-hmm. he, he he ran, he did street fight stuff against an amateur boxer, and he got dealt with early. That was Joe Smith's problem. Um, Bivol is not that guy, and Bivol is a long-term guy that you're not going to touch on. Mm-hmm. Better be as a guy who, through his amateur skills, he finds a way to touch on you. That's what makes that fight so interesting. I can't tell you who will win that fight. That's part of the fight that needs to be made. Um, as I say, promotionally, Canelo is still in the mix. It depends if he's going to come up, back up to 175. I don't think mm-hmm. he will because what right now what Canelo is looking for is the winner between uh, Benavidez and Plant. That's what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. That right now mm-hmm. is the most interesting fight in boxing to this point. That mm-hmm. that's the best competition I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if you remember when we first started this program uh, all these years ago, um, some of the some of the, the the guys that we had on quite frequently was, of course, both the Jago brothers, and then we had yeah. uh, Danny Batchelder. And then we had uh, uh, the new Ray Robinson. And then we had Eddie Chambers. And I think at one point between Chambers and uh, uh, I guess maybe Robinson, uh, Eddie was had the had the most appearances. Now he hasn't fought since 2016. All of a sudden. He's coming back in the ring uh, on the 1st of April um, against a heavyweight, a heavy heavyweight. The guy's 300-some-odd pounds. Uh, what's his name? Hey, Craig Williams. Um, okay, so if, if you had your others, others, brothers, or whatever, uh, can you explain – you know, and when Eddie, Eddie's last fight, he was showboating. And he would, uh, uh, he danced around the ring, kept telling the guy, go ahead, hit him, go ahead, hit him. And the guy hit him, and the next thing you know, Eddie was on the, on the, the, uh, on the ground uh, and out. So uh, what's, what's your thoughts, uh, one, about uh, him getting back in after, uh, what, seven years? And two, uh, how do you think that'll end up? Well, the first thing I have to ask is, what weight is Eddie coming at? Last time I think Eddie used that, he was at cruiserweight. That yeah. looks bad. Yeah. Is, he, is he, he coming, coming back at cruiserweight? Like, yeah. Like, I always have, uh, if he's coming back at cruiserweight, no. No. Mm-hmm. I, I I I don't like the way Eddie looked at cruiserweight. One thing I one thing I do like is he didn't get heavyweight damaged. What I don't like mm-hmm. is he got cruiserweight touched. He didn't get damaged. He got touched. And mm-hmm. Eddie, as far as that goes, when you are fighting at a heavier weight, and you're used to fighting heavier guys at a heavier weight. When you move back down, things differ. Things differ. You're not going to get, like, damaged as much, but you're going to get touched a lot more because you're used to seeing so much more. Like, you're watching out for the power shots with heavyweights. That's all you want to do. Oh, the heavyweight's left isn't as hard, but that right is damaging. I'm going to sacrifice. You know what? Certain things, when when you're dealing with fighting people, you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to get with hit with certain things. And and at certain levels of fight, that's what's going to happen. You cannot mm-hmm. avoid every punch. People think mm-hmm. that Floyd Mayweather sit up there and oh, Ali sat up there. You know, the, the defensive fighters, they pick and choose what they're going to get hit with. Certain things mm-hmm. they're going to get, like everything you can make grades, man. If you're good enough... Right. If you're fighting the right competition, you're going to get great. Ali mm-hmm. fighting Joe Frazier 
you're not going to get grazed with everything. Ali fighting George mm-hmm. Foreman. People think that he sat up there and this. George Foreman was an exceptional boxer in his younger days. Ali got hit with the best of things at times. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, you know, he played brain games, and brain games won at the end of the day. People think that boxing or any fighting involves not getting hit. No. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to pick and choose what you're going to get hit with once you reach a certain person. Right. But you also have to worry about a 300-pound guy leaning against you, pushing against you the whole time. Uh, the heavier they get, I, I, the heavier they get, even if you can right. see it better. Because the heavier they get, you can see it better if you're lighter. You can see it better. Mm-hmm. If you want to get a shot on a heavy guy, you have to worry about them. Like, yeah, and you can run two or three on a, on a heavy guy. You can run two mm-hmm. or three right in their face. And it might not, it's not going to make a difference because next thing you know, their, well, their one might not even hit you flush, but it means something. Mm-hmm. Where's Bob at with this? <laughs> Where is Bob at? Because when, mm-hmm. when, like me, just dealing with and sparring with heavier guys, because I spar anybody I'm going to say. I'm I'm a nut. And right now, I weigh white, like 190, 190 pounds. And I need Bob, because mm-hmm. Bob's more in a professional capacity. I spar. Mm-hmm. But when you spar, you, I spar anybody. I spar guys with, you know, very good professional experience. You know, not the right. level that, you know. But I don't mind doing that. And one thing mm-hmm. I can do, I can teach anybody anything because you're moving. Now, I'm older. Mm-hmm. I can't do, I can't make them pay all the time. That's right, the right. thing. But, yeah. But yeah. I can teach you something. I, I can teach mm-hmm. you something. I can say, listen, your hand's not coming this way. Your hand's coming this way, and it's not going right. Now, I'm coaching you and sparring. I done did mint work with you. I work with you. So now mm-hmm. we're in sparring. It's a different level than me being in the ring, mm-hmm. you know, because I, me personally, I, I don't take it seriously in the ring. I don't mind mm-hmm. anybody putting their energy up because I know what I can do. I'm, and I'm not, as I say, I'm not, you know, I'm talking like I'm a champion. Hell no, I'm not a champion. Mm-hmm. And, that's the last time you're going to hear me cuss. I'm not a champion. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm, I don't get hurt. Anybody I spot, mm-hmm. I don't get hurt. And right. my name is Coach. At the end of the day, my name is Coach. Where is Bob mm-hmm. at when we're talking about heavier guys? I'm going to keep saying this. Yeah. Yeah, Bob's, uh, Bob got a new job and he's uh, training, but he should be back with us next week. Um, nope. Let me ask you uh, a question, uh, Logan. Uh, Francois Nagano has a fight coming up with uh, Ryan Bader. Um, you know, I know I'm, I've always been a Nagano fan, but uh, uh, what about you? Um, is it boxing or MMA? MMA. MMA, okay. I don't know much mm-hmm. about the other guy, but... I know Francis very well. Um, I mean, there's not much to say about him. He, he's he's a beast. Might not get beaten. I mean, he he. What was his last fight he won with a torn ACL? Uh, Hero gone. Yeah, yeah. So Francis, I mean, he's an animal. He's built different, different breed. So mm-hmm. I, like I said, I don't know much about the other guy, but betting odds wise, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on Francis. I think it's, it's a safe pick. And I mean, yeah. If I were to bet money, I'm going with Francis. Yeah. What do you think, Katie? Um, I I really like his fight. Um, I mean, just because you know Brian Bader is coming off of that big win against uh, Fedor Limonachenko, uh, who's in mm-hmm. one of the greatest, if not the greatest, uh, MMA fighter ever. You know the fights he has under his belt and the MMA the MMA titles and statistics and records he has under his belt shows his resume and uh he just lost his last fight uh against ryan bader and i didn't hear anything about um 
uh, Francis Ngannou fighting Ryan Bader. So, you know, this is a big surprise mm-hmm. if this is true. But, but you know, both yeah, fights uh, are just you know, both appears. Um, but, uh, you know, Francis Ngannou, I think he definitely has the edge over Ryan Bader, uh, despite mm-hmm. Ryan Bader being an absolute monster and a legend of the sport. Uh, if they were mm-hmm. to fight, it, yeah, it would be it, it would be Francis beating up on an old man. That that that's what it would mm-hmm. be. Francis is too technically gifted and physically gifted to lose that fight, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I you know, Ryan Bader definitely has the drive, definitely has the wisdom, definitely has the experience on Francis. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, honestly, I, I've never, me personally, I've never watched uh, a Ryan Bader fight, you know, but I hear about mm-hmm. the way he fights. Uh, obviously, coming off of that, that fatal to Lomachenko win, I wish I watched that fight. But uh, mm-hmm. stupid me fell asleep, that, fell asleep before main card even uh, started. But, um, yeah. I, I mean, Francis Ngannou, absolute beast. I, if that fight were to happen, I got Francis Ngannou knocking him out, not in the first round, because, you know, Ryan Bader definitely going to put up a fight. But uh, right. he, uh, second round, sec, anything under the second, uh, anything under the first round, definitely. But uh, mm-hmm. you, you never know because you get hit, you get hit, you know, any, any punch from Francis could be the magic one that just puts you to sleep. You know, he could right. probably knock someone out with, with one punch if he really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Z, you have anything on that? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, one one thing is this. First thing is this. Where would they fight at? Like, what promotion would they fight at? Most likely Bellator. Yeah, because Francis right now is a he's a hell of a free agent, if I'm correct. Um, he didn't sign to anywhere, but he's like he's he's a free agent. Second thing is this. Um, I would not pick Ryan Bader to go anywhere near beating Francis uh, Ngannou right now. And mm-hmm. the major thing is this much. Ryan Bader came up in light heavyweight. Ryan Bader, like, he, he, like he's grown. He, he, I can't even say grown because he's a grown man at light heavyweight. Um, mm-hmm. He's a heavyweight by nature, I'm going to say, just because he's, mm-hmm. he's like, become older and he became heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nagano is, he, he's, he's never, ever going to be here naturally, you know, naturally lighter than uh, Ryan Bader. Not only that, weakness. What's Ryan Bader going to do to nullify anything? What's he going to do to beat? What's he going to do to gain a victory against Francis Ngannou? If you go game plan for game plan, we can go technical. Ryan Bader, as good as he is, he can wrestle. Oh, yeah. And he's not the most terrible of striking. He's not going to wrestle big behind Francis Ngannou. That's not going to work. Technical striking. Mm-hmm. Francis is a longer guy who's trying to learn how to use his range. Ryan Bader is a guy who needs to get inside to do it. Fedor, he beat Fedor, and I mean, I predicted him to beat Fedor because Fedor is an older guy and a shorter guy, a smaller guy. Ryan Bader mm-hmm. has not seen anything. The athleticism that Francis Ngannou has. And Francis Ngannou has championship experience, more than mm-hmm. more championship experience, more than Ryan Bader, who's older than him, who has mm-hmm. more cage experience. Francis Ngannou mm-hmm. has more championship experience. As a bigger guy who's not worse than, like, nah, nah, no, no, I can't, I if Francis Ngannou had to match weights to move down, that's something different. As a heavyweight, I've seen them mm-hmm. both, and I don't give Ryan Bader a shot. 
I don't give him mm-hmm. absolute. I don't give him a knockout puncher shot. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, there's one other fight I wanted to ask you about: uh, Josh Taylor and Tiafina uh, Lopez uh, in May. Um, what's your thoughts on that one? At 140, I don't mm-hmm. pick them with Tiafina Lopez at all. Josh Taylor is getting a little older in his skin, but he is not that much older than Terrafimo Lopez. Josh Taylor is tough enough to take his shot. And Terrafimo mm-hmm. Lopez is not good enough to outbox Josh Taylor. That's all I'm going to mm-hmm. say. Josh Taylor is tough enough okay. to take his shot. And Terrafimo Lopez is not good enough to outbox that kid. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's, uh, that brings us right to, right to the end of our hour, guys. Uh, Z, I want to thank you. I know you're you're battling uh, a cold, and it sounds like uh, battling from a possibly uh, sparring. Uh, again, yeah, thank you yeah, for the update. Uh, I, I, I was yelling at fighters Thursday, so my voice is <laughs> a little off. Like Thursday, it was it was tough sparring with something. Like we had another gym in there. So, you know, first day boxing, fight factory. I got to put that out there. But, yeah, yeah I, I, I was yelling at my fighters. We had another gym in there. I, I, yeah, so my voice is a little mm-hmm. off right now. That's all. Okay. And I'm on the road. I'm on the road, so you'll have to excuse me. I don't like driving right. and talking. Right. Right. Well, again, thank you very much for everything you did. Logan, thanks for filling in for uh, the guys tonight. You know, you're always welcome. I know you do your uh, Wednesday, uh, Tuesday show with uh, Caden and uh, 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 Trevor and uh, the guys and Brady. Um, just so everybody knows, that the tea, tea Time with Trevor is on uh, at 8 o'clock on Tuesday night here on our, our Fighting Words Network. Uh, it's a, a tremendous show put on by uh, everybody. I think the oldest person on there would be 21 and the youngest would be uh, 16 but they do a marvelous job uh, they keep the the, uh, the the tone of the show moving it the whole time and everybody should uh, tune in and listen to it it's uh you really find a lot of things uh, I mean these guys go with the whole gamut of uh, from from uh, UFC guys I'm saying from uh, USFL uh, through uh, boxing, through MMA, and they do it all in an hour. Uh, it's a, it's really a pleasure to uh, watch them uh, as they grow professionally. So uh, I want to send a, a big shout out to that that crew. Um, okay, Caden, uh, you want to lead us out? Oh yeah, it was a, a great show. Thank you for the shout out, pops. Uh, Tuesday night, uh, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Please tune in if you if you feel free. And yeah, it was another great show tonight. We're a little bit short staffed, so um, but I I think we I think we made a I, I think I think we made up for it. I think, I think it was a, an amazing yep. show, and I'll definitely tune in next week. If uh, if we are having the show next week, I'll definitely I'll definitely make sure to tune in next week, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hand this off to Logan. Uh, yeah, thanks, Pop. I appreciate you having me on. Um, excited to be on for the future. And yeah, um, yeah, I appreciate if you know if you guys want to check out our our tea time show. You know, like I said, we, we have a big episode coming up on Tuesday. Going to talk about you know the Super Bowl, the fights tonight, uh, NBA trade deadline. You know, the whole nine yards. A little bit of soccer here and there. Maybe a little bit of hockey here and there. So yeah, if you're interested in any of that? Go ahead and give us a like. You know, check us out sometimes. See how you like it. But I, I love you, Pop. Hey. Appreciate you having me on and. Have decided to be on for the future. Okay, take care. Uh, Z? Let me tell you something. It feels good to uh, hear the younger generation, man. I, we need somebody to take over. I need I need somebody to take over in the ring like this, man. That, like, who has the stamina to keep doing this? Like, I need that. I need that. Um, what I want to say is this much. Um, Butch, you family. I mean, I need, and I don't say that enough on air, but you're my family, okay? I really need you to know that. Um, I want to uh, thank everybody. I want to thank all my Fighting Words uh, network people and all my family. And one of these shows are a memory 
Bob, Dr. Chris, and Coach Mel. Love all you guys. Keep safe in this new year. Please keep doing this. Which, you know, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you listen to a, a guy who, when he was a young man in school, um, the, the nuns uh, just uh, didn't know what the hell to do with him. Uh, he's grown so much, and it was a pleasure when we mm-hmm. finally got together a few years ago. It's a pleasure to see how he's grown, how his family has grown, and each of his children now are, are matriculating or have matriculated in college and have good jobs. So, see, uh, I can't say enough about uh, the man you've become and how proud we are to have you as part of our family. Um, ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week. And grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces and the Memorial Police Fire Services, the doctors and nurses at the hospital, especially those wonderful people that clean up after them because uh, they put themselves in harm's way of catching COVID just as fast as anybody else. And the wonderful people in the supermarkets to keep the uh, shelves stocked. These programs are, are also dedicated to those who've lost their lives in the line of duty. Debbie Robert Anthony Carroll, Trauma David Curtis, Trauma Jeffrey Colcat, Sergeant Thomas Bajan. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Trauma Jeffrey Aswitz, uh, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Tom, Mike Holland, uh, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department. Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Chris Levake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Anafa Christman, Lakeland PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Deputy Josh Meyer, Nassau County Sheriff's Department, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Artif Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Fikes, Wilmington Fire Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogle, Longwood Key Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. Hillsborough Deputy Mike Hargrave. Oak County Deputy Lane Lane. Oak County Deputy Chris Myers. Ladies and gentlemen, if you could uh, just uh, take a moment sometime during the week just to keep a good thought for uh, Captain Chris Leach, uh, Lieutenant Art of Hope, and Lieutenant Jerry Ficus. This is the anniversary of their death uh, in a fire in, in uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, they have, they all have families, and, and uh, please keep them in your prayers and your thoughts, and we appreciate it. My brothers and sisters, though, you may be 10-7 at this time, and sometime we'll be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the rose rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the hallow of his hands. God bless you and have a great week. Thank you.
Hey, Bob. We love you and we miss you. 